Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Gut Wisdom is sponsored by the Gelb Center. Don't lose another night's sleep. Visit the sleep and wellness experts at gelbcenter.com. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. Hey, everybody. Over the next hour, we're talking about resilience. And if you take a minute and think about the devastations from Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, we know you'll agree that there are millions of people at this very moment who are especially challenged with having to be resilient. Don't you think so? Absolutely. And even when the events aren't as catastrophic as these natural events, resiliency is something each and every one of us needs to overcome all of life's challenges. But how do we find the strength? How do we find the the capacity to be resilient in tough times? And why are some people able to adapt to crisis better than others? Joining us tonight is Joel Mahan. Joel has been in the television industry for years. He's been in every role from news reporting and anchoring to TV hosting and acting. And most importantly, Joel comes to us as a gut wisdom listener. You'll learn how we met Joel uh, a little bit later. So, J.G., why don't you tell everybody who you are? I'm J.G. John Gassman, here along with the hostess for the mostest, Deirdre Koppelman, and you're listening to Gut Wisdom. And coming up next, we're going to talk with Joel about resiliency. And we'll be spending the next hour with wisdoms on how to help you measure how resilient you really are and what you can do to become even more resilient in today's times. Yeah, how resilient are you, J.G.? I'm pretty resilient. You think so? I think so. What do you rely on, do you think? What What helps you be resilient? My gut. Ah, good one. It's a well, secret. S- stay tuned. We've got uh, we've got some good wisdoms on resiliency. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. You're listening to Gut Wisdom. Happy Saturday night. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman, a.k.a. J.G. How you be, D.K.? Fabulous. How are you? Life is good. good. And tonight we have a special guest in studio. Yes, we do. Joel Mahan. Mm-hmm. Right? Joel has been in television industry for quite a number of years, and he's been in every role from news reporting and anchoring to even TV hosting and acting. Yeah, one might wonder, because, you know, tonight we're talking about resilience, and I'm not sure if everybody, Hmm. you know, resilience is not about not being stressed, okay? That, That is not what resilience is. Resilience, and Joel will chime in when we're ready, resilience is really our personal ability to recover from difficulties, from crises. It's in from a way, change. From change. It's it's in a way. Yeah. How do we best spring back from something that's knocked us down? Got it. Great. We're question. on the same page here. Yep, that's what we're talking about. Okay, so check this out. Having an optimistic attitude, keeping things in perspective, and taking action are just some of the essential elements to build and strengthen your personal resilience. Yep. So knowing that, I thought it would be kind of interesting, Joel, JG, and me. Let's discuss a personal crisis that we've had, right? If you're willing to be personal and vulnerable on air on 880 on a Saturday night with everybody kind of thinking, what are these people going to be talking about tonight? What will they share? What? And then let's start with Joel. Hey, Joel. Hi. How are you? <laughs> He's like in the middle of <laughs> sipping water. That was perfect timing. <laughs> so, Joel. Yes. 
having an optimistic attitude, keeping things in perspective and taking action. So essential elements to resiliency. Have you ever had to rely on those when you faced crises in your life or even as a as a news reporter when you were doing that? I'm sure you saw a lot of crises. Many times, I should tell you, we've had, I've had in many times in my career. First of all, I want to thank John and Deirdre for inviting me here this uh, evening. Happy to thank have you. you. Absolutely. It's so wonderful to be here on this Saturday evening and talking to all those listening in New York City and all over the internet and so forth and also in the blogs. But anyway... I've had many instances over my life, both personally, professionally, and any many other ways, where I've had to rely on the resilience. And I'll give you a good example that comes off the top of my head immediately. I had, um, I'm from the Jersey Shore. I'm yeah. from Monmouth County. Woo! Hey! <laughs> Jersey, right, Monmouth County, Jersey, Jersey Shore <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm from down the shore. And yes. we were, of course, Have you ever all- met Snooky? Have I met Snooky? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Anyways, you're from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's right. Um, anyway, I had a couple of instances working. First of all, the devastation we should mention with Hurricanes Harvey and Hurricane Irma. Of course, our yes. hearts go out to all those who are Absolutely. affected deeply by this. And the reason I mention that is because I had the situation living on the Jersey Shore just a few years ago of Superstorm Sandy uh, coming and oh, I, yes. we, we lived on the beach block and <gasps> a town called Lock Arbor, which is right next to Asbury Park yeah. in Deal in mm-hmm. the Ocean Township area. And we were just totally devastated and wiped out by the ocean storm surge literally wow. coming down the street and it just came straight down the street became a beach if you can imagine a high storm surge all the water washing up on everybody in the whole area uh, and many people were flooded not just with their basements many homes were flooded and yeah. of course we lost like many others around us electricity mm-hmm. and also power mm-hmm. I, mean, I should say electricity and uh, heat mm-hmm. so we didn't have any resources to stay in the homes so I had to move out for over a month uh, my family all of us and it was very difficult period because when it first happens, it's such a shock. You know the storm is coming, yes. but still, when you come back and you see there's nothing there, Absolutely. and the home is just... I can't, uh, I can't even imagine. I mean, I know living in New York City, where I live, mm-hmm. uh, we had 23 feet of the East River uh, from storm surge come over the entire four lanes or so of the FDR, uh, dump about 23 feet of water into my building. Mm-hmm. And, and you, had live in a, you lived in a hotel for how many months? Uh, well, Jeez. just about a month. We also yeah. couldn't move in. So I'm curious, knowing what some of the elements are to build and strengthen your personal resilience, did you rely on an optimistic attitude? How did you keep things in per- perspective? What action did you take? What did you do? Well, first of all, I had to realize that although as much as it was devastating and shocking when it first happened and you knew that you had to move out and we moved into a FEMA hotel mm-hmm. and we had to stay there for about a month, Part of it is that you realize, okay, it's devastating at first, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, eventually you have to have this hope and faith and mm, optimism right. that overcome you. They don't happen always on the first day or the second day because you're so you're so scattered brain and worried and all the anxiety that goes with worrying about, oh, I'm not going to be able to go home tonight. Absolutely. But after we moved into a FEMA housing and after eventually we moved with a friend and lived outside for more than a month, eventually what kicks in is this sense of hope, optimism, uh, faith. Some people, have, they have their personal faith, perhaps. Mm-hmm. The faith, hope, optimism, and all the positive things that 
eventually do kick in right. because it's all about survival and it's about getting the most out of your situation? Well, they don't eventually kick in. It's a choice to be optimistic, right? right? It's a choice to keep things in perspective. It's a choice to do something about your situation. Well, what I meant was when you get over the initial shock. Look, of the I wasn't <laughs> scolding you. <laughs> Joel, I, that, wasn't a, to, that wasn't a scold. You go into a survival mode. Y- yes, you do. So, JG, I'm curious. Yes. What crisis, what, where have you had to face adversity? I don't know you long enough to know. Uh, where you've relied on uh, some of these elements, whether it's an optimistic attitude, keeping things in perspective. Yeah, that's an easy one. Uh, to maybe three years ago, when I got diagnosed with with my hemochromatosis and polycythemia, mm-hmm. I told you I didn't tell anybody for weeks. I thought I was dying. You I know, you, I went on the internet, and the doctor told me, "Don't go on the internet. Whatever you do, don't go on the internet." But I went on the internet like I shouldn't have done, and I started Which reading we all, all about. Do. We everybody all do does. that. And of course, I read the wrong diagnosis. And, uh, oh, I you know, remember, and I said, oh, I'm dying. You know, I, mm. I got maybe six months, a year to live. And, and that you were was getting that. your affairs in order. Right. Had my wills done, my estate planning all done real fast again. And uh, so what changed where you, like, where optimism make... or where, how did that, how did that work? Well, I think once I figured out that I really didn't have what I had. Okay. You kept it. And. Good. Well, the doctor actually diagnosed it and told me, this is what you really have. And, you know, there's hope. And, you know, with some changes that mm-hmm. you're going to need to make and family support and friends, I realized, you know what? Life ain't so bad. People have it much worse than me. I'm going to make it through. And it was a question of really focusing on, you know, the positive side of what I have and turning the negative into something more positive. And JG? listeners, that's not... I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, JJ. I should mention that many times... I'm from a medical family. A lot of my um, family members are doctors. And I know that from what I have heard and know about the internet, when you go on a website on the internet, many times they will often list the worst possible situations or at least the widest range of possibilities. So if your mind connects to the most negative diagnosis or the worst situation, many times that will be there, but that may not necessarily apply to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and for, for somebody like me, I like to always think about what's the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. I uh, My mind always goes, okay, think about the worst thing that can happen. Here are all the things, you know, one, two, three, four. Okay. Now, how probable, how likely is that really to occur? And then I start thinking backwards in terms of, okay, here are all the options we have. And if it's occurred, let's say the event has occurred, a catastrophic event a, a crisis yeah, we lived through a hurricane in florida years ago and we knew that eventually duke power would put the power back on we had we would find food to be able to eat it's, for the week and it's finding it's temporary it's finding the silver lining yeah, wherever great you can way to look and, at it. and that is how you help build resilience and i would say for myself i i would say i am very resilient and i've had to be and i think sure. the more challenges you have in life earlier on you become more resilient. And so when the next shoe drops, let's say, um, you already have this mechanism of whether it's looking at where is the silver lining or and or putting it in perspective and saying, well, this is the story. It could be worse. Or, you know, I'll probably need a kidney transplant in a couple of years. Okay, I've been living knowing that. So my resilience is optimistic. There's something you can do about it putting it in perspective, that should be the worst thing that happens to me, right? right? And taking action. 
not sitting back and saying there's nothing I can do. It's finding the things that you can do that help build and strengthen your resilience. And unfortunately for a lot of people, they freeze. They freeze in the moment. Correct. And they can't think through all of the things that are positive. You know, what resources do they have to get through the time of need or catastrophe? Yeah, I mean, look at, again, I mean, we're not just talking about hurricanes, but if we look at recent events and the catastrophic events that that just occurred, which were just horrific and and scary, and you you see the destruction, and one might say, well, how can anybody be optimistic, and how can anybody put that in perspective? One way is, thank God, you're safe. You're safe. You have your health. Hopefully, you have your family. Your homes can be replaced. And, you know, I was watching, uh, you know, the news. I was glued to it, you know, for about a week. Mm -hmm. And that is the most important thing. So if that's the silver lining and keeping things in perspective and then being able to take action and say, okay, this is the situation. What do I need to do next? And start doing as opposed to freezing, exactly as you said, JG. We've seen this in so many events recently in the news. Of course, obviously, 9-11 having the the commemoration for this past week. One of the key messages I think that came out of that is that you can knock us down, but we're going to get back up twice as strong. Resilient. Resilience, exactly. Yeah. But not Mm -hmm. everybody has the power to do that. We work in so many companies Mm. helping people, helping the companies with their people issues. And sometimes you have to fire somebody. Somebody doesn't fit in the right seat on the bus and we have to terminate them. And it's hard for those people that are terminated. Sometimes they say to bounce back. A lot Mm -hmm. of people say, okay, great. I have job skills. I could go find it someplace else. Whereas others are like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This job defined my life. Right. So to help those people, right? Mm -hmm. To help anybody who's in that situation, you to keep the core some of the core elements of building and strengthening your resilience is keeping that optimistic attitude, is putting things in perspective and immediately looking at what can I do about my situation, whether it's that loss of a job, being affected by catastrophic, you know, mother nature. Those are three core elements. I mean, there'll be more core elements. Go ahead, JG, sorry. No, you're right on target. All the points, I agree with you. Hmm. As usual. Bow. Bow, your highness. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, let me share this. If you're interested in measuring how resilient you really are, let me suggest you email Deirdre at dk at gutwisdom.com, and she will send you one of our Gut Wisdom Resilience quizzes. I didn't know we had a resilience quiz. Yes, Something new developed. Yes. Well, this is exciting. And coming up, we've got more key wisdoms that are essential to building and creating strength for your own personal resilience. Well, JG. Yeah? Yes. Do you know what some of them are? I'm I'm not going to give them away. <laughs> I know already the answers. You know that. Yes. But you have to stay tuned yes, you to do. hear them. More wisdom's coming. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. Hey, everybody. I am John Gassman, a.k.a. JG, but some people have been calling me Johnny Coco. Do you know why they call me Johnny Coco? 
I'm going to try not to laugh. Because <laughs> I am the co-host, I am the co-author, and I am the co-founder. So you're the co-ho. I'm the co-ho. Oh, <laughs> Johnny Co-ho. Uh, 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 I, and thought I, was, I thought it was Coco for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, boy. Well, it's a fun night, and I am here with Deirdre Koppelman, Hello. the host of the show. And if you're just tuning in... We are here live in studio with Joel Mahan, and Joel has been in the television industry for years and has been in every role from news reporting and anchoring to TV hosting and acting, and we're talking about the topic of resilience. Yes. How quickly, how easily people can recover from significant challenges. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And misfortune. And, and tonight it's all about those wisdoms to help you uh, build and strengthen your ability to be resilient. Love it. And before we get started, Joel, hi, Joel. Hi there yeah. again. Hi. Listeners, Joel uh, it is and was and has been a listener of uh, Gut Wisdom for quite some time. And Joel, I don't know if you remember, but you reached out to me via email uh, back in February. This has nothing to do with resilience. It's just funny. And... <laughs> You're in the subject line, you wrote constructive criticism, if you're interested, and in parentheses you wrote uh, with good intentions. And I said, hmm. 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 Yes. So I opened the email, as I do always when any listener emails me, and do you know what the constructive criticism was? Do you remember? I think I do, actually. By the way, I appreciate you being open to the idea of criticism. Always. Because many people are not, by the way. Hey, and it builds resilience. T- t- time out, <laughs> right. time out. Uh, I have to say, I didn't look at that before you even share what it is or what it was, that it was criticism. I looked at it as redirective feedback. Yes. Redir- How to make oh, us okay, better. Okay, mm-hmm. Yes, Coco. 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 Yes, Coco. <laughs> Joel. Sorry. Yes. Do you remember what the, uh, what the redirective feedback was? I believe one of the things I mentioned to you was to try to stay more focused and more on point on topic than <laughs> when JG interrupted you. Oh, let's get to, to the get point here. That's exactly right. What it was. I think that's what it was, wasn't You're it? very polite in yes. person, Joel. In fact, what it was was you need to tell your partner to stop interrupting you because he takes you off focus. So I just thought that was funny. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> exactly, JG. And then you thought I was related to somebody? Ted Koppel, we all know, is a former sure. ABC News anchor and also he yes. worked with Brian Williams on the NBC News magazine that was canceled a few years ago. Right. And the legendary Ted Koppel has a daughter named Deirdre. There you go. And she's Deirdre Koppel. And I, in broadcasting, many times people change their last name yes. just to be different or to have a better sounding name. I would just like to change my name. And I just thought you might have been a <laughs> Deirdre Koppel that had the name Koppelman. But, yeah. Uh, no. But, uh, I'm, I am simply Deirdre Koppelman. Okay. <laughs> no relation to Ted Koppel that I'm aware of. Okay. I, I always thought you were DK. Um, or Big D. Whatever. Or Deirdre JG. Whatever. No, I'm no longer JG. It's yeah, you're co- Johnny Coho. Okay. Johnny Coho. That sounds like it should be on a, okay, on a let's different get, station. Let's get yes, back okay, go right to ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank yes, you for yes, bringing okay. us back to All the right. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about resilience and yep. our ability to manage our emotions, especially let's take fear or negativity coupled with how we actually look at crisis we're faced with are also key elements to building and strengthening our core resilience, hmm. right? Yeah, So that's let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can you share a personal story? Ooh, ability to manage our emotions, especially fear. Yeah. Hmm. Coupled with how, sure. I mean, um, let's go back to 2008 
when the economy collapsed. It was very interesting. So I started my business in my basement, uh, one of my businesses, Pear Core Solutions, and that was in 2003. And the statistics of a small business surviving past five years, um, listeners, if you haven't heard this stat, it's like less than 5%, okay, to get you know, a small business to the five-year mark. So I started it in October of 03, made it to October of 2008. And what happened in and that And what happened? Year? The entire economy, like, whoop, collapsed. Collapsed. It sure did. It sure did. Wow. And so you talk about fear, no question, um, some negative self-talk. I didn't know how I would stay in business. And then I started to look. Now, here comes my resilience. I started to look at the situation, okay, which we have choices, how we choose to look at um, crisis and, and, and challenges. And I looked at it and I said, well, I have an idea. So I went right into action, right, which we talked about in the last segment. I, talked about, I felt optimistic because I had an idea. I was yes. taking action, a movement. And so what I ended up doing was creating other services that made sense, number one to me, and said, let me give this a try. And it ended up turning, instead of my business going out of business, wherein it could have or rightfully should have, it totally turned around. And I had the biggest growth in my business in from 2009 to 2015. So I did not let fear get to me. It was how I looked at the situation, which is being resilient. And that's how, that's an example that I would use. I mean, I, yeah. And I'm quest I'm questioning our listeners, uh, if you have the time, write into us at Write to Deirdre, dk at gutwisdom.com. Oh, sure. Write to me because Always you could end you. up, you know, right here with us with Joel. Just <laughs> like he did. But also, <laughs> share you how know. you would be resilient. You know, when adversity has struck, when misfortune has come upon you, what have you done to be resilient? In terms of managing your emotions, when yeah. fear, when you are afraid, mm. fear is big. Mm. Fear is big, but managing our emotions is how, and learning how to do that better shall I say, is really how you build and strengthen your own resiliency. It's a muscle. Mm -hmm. It's a muscle, exactly. Joel, how about you? Well, first of all, Vince Lombardi, the famous NFL football coach I'm sure many people know about, he said, fear makes cowards of us all. Mm -hmm. Fear makes cowards of us all. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're not careful, you become a coward. You become the person who the fear becomes you. The yes. fear overcomes you. Yeah. And, and then suddenly you're looking at it and you're saying, wow, I, I just can't believe this fear has taken over me so much in such a powerful way that I just can't. Has can't fear, deal with it. has that ever happened to you? I've had a lot of fear, I think a lot of people have in life, but I've also, I've had very earth shaking, difficult experiences. One of the most difficult being that my father uh, unexpectedly passed away last year, uh, oh. August of last year. Uh, my mother, not that long before that, but his was a sudden and unexpected passing away. Sorry. And uh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And uh, while it was, the problem was that it was unexpected and it was sudden. And of course, all the stages of grief that we go through, and I actually went through grief counseling. Yeah. Now, he was very close, and for those who may not have known him, uh, Dr. Kenneth Mahan, he was actually a very inspiring, motivational person who was really my hero oh. in many ways. He was a medical doctor who built his way up from the ground up from a very rural 
West Virginia coal mining town, mm-hmm. a lot of poverty, and he overcame a lot of their poverty and racism and all the things that happened back in the day to become one of the first African-American surgeons in New Jersey, mm-hmm. in um, in the area, in Jersey City, in fact. And it, to me, was such a powerful story of him overcoming the challenges the adversity. of Talk adversity, of, challenges right. of racism, challenges of, of poverty, challenges of even getting into medical school where I your have odds the chills. are so slim. I have the chills. Thank you. And, and uh, the reason I'm mentioning it is because that in and of itself was a traumatic experience, but I used those lessons, those lessons from my father and also my mother, I mean, I'm, I'm both of them, sure. of, of their adversity to come up and to become very successful when the odds were against them. So they literally beat the odds. They both beat the odds in a mm. situation where most people would not have beat the odds, you know, migrating away from the area, coming up and being a successful surgeon. So my father taught me many lessons, and that was one of the ways, through an example of how you overcome the challenges especially as an African-American man coming up in the 1930s, wow. 40s, and, and 50s. And as I said, one of the first, uh, Dr. Kenneth Mahan in Jersey City Medical Center was one of the first surgeons there in Jersey City. Amazing. And I just, I'm mentioning that because ultimately, while one is devastated by their loss that they have in life of the person who, who dies and passes away, I think what happens eventually, as it happened with me and my other family members, is you start looking at the memories and the legacy and the lessons that that person yeah. taught you, and that's eventually what you're left with, the memories, the legacies, and lessons that they have. And, totally. And what a legacy of resiliency that you just described. Yes. Right? When you say they beat the odds, your dad beat the odds in terms of all of the challenges and the adversity that he faced to get where he ultimately was this very, very successful physician, right? Mm -hmm. Who would have thought he beat the odds, but he beat the odds because A, he probably believed he could. He, he, he did not let fear overcome him, right? He was confident, very confident. Perfect example of being resilient. So now you have that torch to carry. Yes. Right? How about you, Jay? That's a beautiful story, Joel. Thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing. Sure. What about you, Joel? Oh, Joel. Coho. 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 JG Coho. JG Coco. JG Go Home. Go Home. You want me to go home? JG Coho. How have you managed to uh, manage your emotions How in terms of uh, fear? Mm, that's a tough question. Have I'm, you ever I'm been trying, afraid? I don't think I've really been that scared of something. I, this sounds really odd. I mean, I've lived through a hurricane, and I don't recall exactly... Did I have fear? No, or we not have to get we deeper Florida? with you. Don't be talking I'm, about I'm a trying, hurricane. No, 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 no. What? Let's get. I'm let's trying get to help deeper. you answer that. If yeah, you don't help mind me, me I need some therapy. I, Come on. If you, if you don't mind me helping, here's you the couch. It. Now, you and I both went to college at Long Island University CW Post Center. Shh! Don't tell Mentioning everybody. That because not to plug <laughs> them, but to mention that none of us are the same people that we were when we were in college, eighteen to twenty-two, that we are now in a, this part of our lives. Agreed. Do you think that there's anything from your Fear of either as a younger person or now mid-career that is something that you've been, you've been able to work on or to improve yourself. No, he's still just bumbling around. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find himself. No, I'm sorry, JJ. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We know the truth. I'm bumbling. What would you tell your I'm younger self? Have you, had, you never feared anything? I, I be, I've been thrown out of school so many times. I got used to that. You know, maybe the first or second time I got thrown out, I had fear that my parents were going to do something. I've lived through a hurricane and I've lived through it. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't remember suffering from fear. I remember other people suffering from fear and anxiety that, and you know, my outlook's always the same. We're going to make it. If we pull together, if we think together, we will be fine. We can get through it. So I, I don't know that I so experienced. Your, yeah, you need a couch. That's my go-to. JG, listeners, JG okay. is not getting like deep and down and vulnerable with us. And that means he's hiding something. And maybe one day we'll get to the bottom of it. But let me just say okay. something. If you, Aw, look, okay, a little defensive. <laughs> so managing our emotions and especially <laughs> how we look at situations is actually covered in our easy-to-read book that JG and I published in March of this year. It will help you tremendously in building your resilience. So if you're interested, uh, listeners, of course, email me for a free copy at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. First five emailers only, because by the way, we have another book coming out in October. It's yeah. called Gut Wisdom, Your Path to Living Leadership, which will cover resilience as well. But if you're interested tonight you can email me first five and i'm happy to do that how does sleep and resilience work together what's the correlation what's the connection well obviously we have a special guest coming up in our live show dr michael gelb right yes and we had him in studio last week and what do you think well he's a sleep expert we know that yeah and he's been with us in studio. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about resilience tonight, you can imagine just how powerful having a good night's sleep is key to your ability to be resilient. Absolutely. So listen up, Gut Wisdom listeners. Dr. Gelb will put together a comprehensive personalized plan for you to help you sleep better and be more resilient. And if you have a partner or someone you sleep with or you know of somebody who snores, or you wakes up, <laughs> very cute. <laughs> You know, has a problem sleeping, they get up in the middle of the night or they're up during the day and they don't have energy or they're constantly tired. I want you to email Deirdre at dkgutwisdom.com and she's going to send you a free copy of his book called GASP, G-A-S-P, Airway Health, The Hidden Path to Wellness. And if you're one of the first to email her about that, we'll give you the Gut Wisdom discount for a consult with Dr. Gelb. So all you have to do is just email Deirdre at dk at gutwisdom.com. Right. So just to keep it clear, if you would like a book to learn on how to be more <laughs> resilient, you will email me. Yes. If you would like to take a resilience quiz to find out email just Deirdre. how resilient you are, email me. If you believe that you have sleep issues, and we will tell you if you do not have good quality sleep, of course, and the amount of good quality sleep. Love it. That is going to affect how resilient you are. So we are also offering you a free ebook by our Gut Wisdom sleep expert, Dr. Gelb, as well as a Gut Wisdom discount to see Dr. Gelb. Was that clear? So now all you have to do is email me. Exactly. And email. coming up, more wisdoms on resiliency. Stay tuned. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. It's Saturday night. Yay! I know you're probably stuck in traffic, listeners. We're sorry. It's Deirdre Koppelman here with you tonight and your favorite co-ho, <laughs> which he just gave himself that name, John Gassman. JG is now our, instead of our favorite co-host, he is our favorite co-ho. No, I'm John Coho. John Coho. And we are chatting with our special guest tonight, Joel Mahan, about building and strengthening our ability 
to be resilient in times of crisis and adversity. And uh, yeah, let me just say that being accountable, which is kind of interesting, you wouldn't think being accountable has anything to do with being resilient. However, it does. It is an essential core element of being resilient. So being accountable, being receptive to other people's ideas, asking for help, and also being creative in how you create success out of crisis mm. by making a plan with goals and sticking to it. These are, ju- these are totally. again, essential wisdoms, essential elements to how we can build and strengthen our personal resilience. So let's see, Joel, does that resonate with you? Yes, I think there's a lot of things that resonate in that. Many times we go on autopilot in life, meaning we just do things perfunctorily. We just kind of do them without really thinking. But I think when you break that up and make yourself really be accountable and think Mm -hmm. about what you're doing, I'll give you a perfect example of this. I just got back from a trip to New Zealand and Fiji. Hmm. And while it is a great experience, I certainly had a great, great time, the longest trip of my life, best trip of my life. While I was there, I realized there's so many things that we don't even think about on an everyday basis that suddenly become a challenge. And some of them could have really deadly consequences. For example, they drive on the opposite side of the road. So we refused, mm. my family and I, when we went, we refused to drive on the opposite side of the road and have an accident, possibly. They also sit on the opposite side of the, with the steering wheel. And then you're dealing with a lot of different things that are related to the new food that you're eating. Uh, it's it, These are challenges of another kind. I mean, they're not... Yeah. Always like they're not death, catastrophic. It, well, they're not catastrophic, but I got very, very ill uh, eating Ooh. one of the meals that I wasn't quite familiar with. Didn't agree with my system. Had to go to the hospital. Oh, and now we're know, now we're getting to crisis. We're getting into crisis. <laughs> trying to find an Uber in the middle of the night. Trying to get through the. You know, we had to stop the car and get out, and I was you know really ill. And I'm mentioning that because you're often confronted in a new environment with a new set of. A new country, new culture, new norms, new customs, new folkways, new mores, mm. new situations that you're in mm-hmm. that you're suddenly having to think literally on your feet about yes. all the different things and challenges that come your way. Yes. A new currency, the jet lag, the different day that you're on, yes. and all the different things that are thrown at you. So these are things, although they could have been potentially much more serious in terms of the, the sickness and illness, which was po- food poisoning, Wow, uh, bad food poisoning. Uh, from some fish over there. Uh, The overall experience was positive, but I'm just saying that you have to really be, as I learned in the assessment test that your office gave me, your office was uh, kind enough to give me an assessment test uh, which measured my personality type, which was in different areas. Uh, There's five, four different areas, and the strongest area I came up in was the implementer and envisionary. But while you're traveling and while you're doing all these things overseas in Fiji and and New Zealand, you have to think about things like being a quick starter, uh, being innovative, being creative. Yes, Um, exactly. High maintenance. You have to maintain yourself, maintain your your survival. Yes. Yes, that is re- that's a all, good all these things. Mm-hmm. You have to fact find and re- research ahead of the trip. And while you're there on the trip, you have to think about all the different things that are coming your way uh, regarding traveling, getting around, survival, safety, security. All those things are part of what was measured for me in the test that your office was kind enough to give me oh, and give me more <laughs> clarity, focus and direction in terms of the way I see myself with my life skills. Deirdre, why are you crying? There are tears coming to your eyes. Well, 
We love to help you people. You help people, right. And you did this at your office. About. did this out of the kindness of your heart. I, you know, I, you all just did it um, without even charging, I should mention. Yes. In my case, it was done free, complimentary, and I didn't solicit it. You all were kind enough to see the need to give the test. You and David Friedman, one of your staff members. Oh, and, yeah, uh, Dave. Who is a certified uh, test He's actually a certified, certified in assessment. EQ. He's actually a certified assessment practitioner yes. and a certified emotional intelligence <laughs> trainer. Joel. You're so, good. Uh, You're good. Uh, so that I always want so to make nice. sure I give the heads up, give the props and credit to all those, including Deirdre, John Gassman, and David Friedman in <laughs> well, your office at Paracore Solutions. Oh, wow, oh, Joel. My gosh. Wow. How much of a check did you give him? I <laughs> didn't give him a check. You know what, Joel? It's right. about, you know, our life's work is helping people mm -hmm. and in this case tonight the show is about building resiliency strengthening your resiliency and part of that is knowing where you are knowing who you are knowing how to utilize what your unique talents already are we're all here with unique abilities to handle and do things differently than let's say JG or myself or anybody who's listening but the fact is is that when you can help somebody understand more about who they are, it goes into their toolbox. So when you are faced with a crisis, let's say, whether it's a catastrophic hurricane, a loss of a job, a loss of a parent, um, a, an illness that is just, you know, any, any crisis, any traumatic event, mm -hmm. we hope that you go into your gut wisdom toolbox, so to speak, and take some of these things, use them, because that's, that's what this is about. This is about helping every single human learn from other humans. That's what gut wisdom is about. So I'm glad you brought that up. Listeners, I can't offer everybody everything for free. <laughs> I just but we do give away a lot of things, you know, and that's what that's so thank you. So thank you. Thank you very much. You're very sweet. Go ahead, JG. I'm I'm about to cry. I want you to cry first. Well I want to know, JG, <laughs> yes. since you have no fear, right? I didn't say I have no fear. So let's talk about your resiliency quotient. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you receptive to other people's ideas? Not always. Exactly. Um, do you like to ask for help? Not always. Exactly. Hmm. Are you good with making a plan and goals and sticking to it? Not always. There you go. We need to work on your resilience. You need to take our gut wisdom resilience quiz, JJ. I need therapy. <laughs> Johnny Coco. Coho. Coho. Um, well, yeah, maybe you do. I would say the big thing for me when it comes to being resilient, and like you, Joel, as you mentioned in the last segment, I also lost my parents, um, however, at a very, very young age. Uh, my mom passed. She was three. Um, my dad remarried. So she was only 33. Uh, dad remarried. He passed away right around the time I was 16. Mm -hmm. My stepmother, who raised me, took her last breath when I was right in front of me when I was 20. So three parents um, by the time I was 20, pretty much. And they were all 50 or younger. So super young mm. and struggle with, hmm, didn't have a lot of people around me. A lot of my peers had exactly. parents, right? So mm -hmm. I was different right off the bat. I couldn't even figure out, you know, where's the optimism in that? That wasn't my coping mechanism. However, what was some of the things that I've used in my life come from those early years of building my own resilience. And it was in some ways looking for that silver lining um what it's hard what could come what good could come from it i'm here i'm here to live through what they taught me 
right? So that to me is, well, if they were not here ever, I would not be here. The fact that they were here for as long as they were, I have to take that and make sure that I do something with that. And that's part of how I build and strengthen my own resiliency. Otherwise, you could be, you know, on drugs and just away. For you, though, what I would add to that is, you know, you've learned to do it on your own. To some extent, you have not had people to go to. You haven't had people to rely on to ask the hard questions. So you've developed through your own instinctual nature Mm -hmm. how to become resilient, how to find the silver lining, how to look for the, the, you know, the opening in, in the closed arena. And that's what you've always done, whether it's in your business, whether it's within a company, whatever the challenge, the tribulation, the misfortune is, people can learn very simply by what have you done. And, you know, we grieve, we mope for a little while, but you are quick to say, okay, I'm not going to be stuck in this. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm not going to create drama. I'm going to get out of this and I'm going to figure out a way. Mm. And then sometimes I've seen you. You'll brainstorm different ideas. You'll try different things. You go immediately into an action mode of trying to get out of it. Well, that's but a core are, element of resiliency. Right. We just had an assistant uh, that had some challenges. You know who I'm talking about in our office. Yeah. And you could see for months this person was stuck, we, could not see their way out. We also go have ahead. a very dear friend <clears throat> who is supposed to have surgery. Yes. And in speaking with him... He's never been in the hospital before. Right. Ever. And he's in his 50s. Right. I have had four more surgeries. Probably six surgeries on my kidneys right. in the last call it however many years. Yeah. And he said to me on the phone when I said, "How are you feeling?" and and he has fear, mm-hmm. right? And he's right. got to build up his resiliency. And he said, "You know, you're so brave. You've done this so many times before. There you I've go. never had So the truth is, the more challenges you've had, Earlier on, and, uh, you know, I'm just one of those walking examples, and I think our listeners too. The more challenges you have, you have the ability to build your resilience to learn from the experience. Exactly, Absolutely. train Especially the early, muscle at an early age. I really admire your ability at uh, Deirdre at such an early age to literally live on your own, and you were self-sufficient you were forced to be at that point but you had the resources and the acumen and all the different the tenacity tenacity the acumen the wherewithal the uh internal fortitude and the strength from your internal reservoir to be able to let you be able to actually persevere basically you were on your own at a very early age but those are all core elements of resiliency and i continue to build on resiliency and that's what tonight's show is about and the Mm -hmm. wisdoms for our listeners and here's my last wisdom on resilience Mm -hmm. if you sleep well check it out and the quality of your sleep is in line with the proper amount of hours let's say that you're supposed to get there's no question our ability to build and strengthen our resilience is going to be stronger dr michael gelb joel i don't know if you've met him he was a a guest of ours last week he'll be at our live event he's our gut wisdom resident sleep expert And he will evaluate the quality and health of how you sleep and put together a comprehensive plan that's personalized to guide you to the best sleep and wellness you've ever experienced, which ultimately you've got to be well rested, really, truly well rested for sure to rely on what resilience you have. Okay. So listeners, if you email me at DK at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, two gifts for you, the e-copy of Dr. Gelb's book and as well 
first five to email me, please, you will get a free gut wisdom consultation. That doesn't mean it's a free consultation. It means it's a discounted consultation. Good point. With Dr. <laughs> Gelb. So you can email me now, not while you're driving, at dkgutwisdom.com. JG. And by the way, if you missed tonight's show, which is an amazing show in and of itself, download this show, previously aired shows, by either going to our website, gutwisdom.com, or by going to iTunes or play.it. And don't forget, if you want to know anything about resilience, email Deirdre at dk at gutwisdom.com. Right. We have an assessment for you, and I'm happy to email you all of the elements to help you build and strengthen your personal resilience that we talked about tonight throughout the whole show if you've just tuned in. And we're going to have even more wisdoms on the blog on Monday if you... Mm-hmm. Go check that out. Yes, mm-hmm. we will, JG. I've really enjoyed this experience. I really have. Joel, was it easy? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, He's ready for the next one. I'm ready for the next one. Exactly. <laughs> so thank you for having me on. Uh, mm-hmm. Joel, we're happy. And <laughs> listeners, thank you for listening to Gut Wisdom tonight. A big thank you again to our guest, Joel. And it's uh, our 50th anniversary. It's our 50th show tonight. Yeah. Yes. To you, our listeners, thank you. Thank you always for writing in and your positive and even redirective feedback. To our partners at WCBS, have an amazing night. You were listening to Gut Wisdom. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880, sponsored by the Gelb Center. Don't lose another night's sleep. Visit the sleep and wellness experts at gelbcenter.com. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.